Hello, and welcome to the Fun and Sobriety Podcast. I'm your host, Dylan, and I am an alcoholic. It is New Year's Eve uh, uh, for 2020. How do you say that? New Year's Eve 2019 to 2020. I, I've never, I'm, I'm 47 years old, and I still don't know what the proper way to, to say that. New Year's Eve 2020, let's say that. And uh, technically, I guess it's the eve of New Year's Eve as I'm recording this the night before, but I want to release this on New Year's Eve, so, you know, suck on that, I guess. Um, yeah, and today, obviously, or maybe not obviously, but this is a solo, another solo episode of the Fun and Sobriety podcast. Um, and I'm sitting down to uh, just kind of ruminate on some things that have been running through my head over the last few months, honestly, but, you know, coming to a head it's as the year comes to an end, as the decade comes to an end, oh, I, um, you know, I, I, I end, I end the podcast a lot of times with the, what, the, the something along the lines of, you know, life is short, uh, you know, life is long, but it's, and it's hard, but it's also short and we only get one time through and, you know, and I, I, I treat that, you know, I throw that out there. It's like almost a throwaway line, but it's, um, it's not so much a throwaway line. It's more of a, it's, it's an honest sense that I have. Right. And it's one of the many um, paradoxes that I hold in my recovery. Um, you know, that, that life is both long and it's short, you know, and, uh, I feel like we all get a sense of that all the time, you know, one way or the other throughout, throughout our lives. And, um, I feel like that's been hitting me hard. Like mortality has been hitting me hard lately. It's been on my, on my mind, in my brain a lot. And, um, and not just, not just, not just, you know, the never ending march of time and, and the, (laughs) the deteriorating of my, my physical body and even my mental condition, over time, you know, I, I feel less sharp than I did mentally, you know, 20 years ago. And, and you know, and, and even in recovery, right? Like, yeah, I've, I've, I'm 10 years sober, but I recall being smarter, right? Like I just, you know, everything just, I'm human. I'm biological. Things just fall apart. And, and that's fine, right? Like that's, that's just it, right? I, I'm, I'm, I wanted to sit down and reflect on it and I just kind of you know gave away the ending because it's it's just fine right like the way I deal with it the way I breathe through the um, agitation that that can manifest in me the sense of like fear and concern and just abject I don't know what, because there's no, there's no, there's no stopping it. Right. This, this like fear of not doing enough with my life, this concern that I've not going to have, um, the comfort and the, 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 you know, the, my needs aren't going to be met in the future. You know, the, just all sense of, of fears of the future as my life is dwindling in front of me. (laughs) 
I'm trying to say all this without sounding really dire and dreary, but it, it is a dreary idea, right? Like I'm I'm on the tail end of this, right? Like I've I've feel I've passed the hump. The, the, I, I, we get to call ourselves middle aged for what appears to be about thirty years of our lives, but that can't be true, right? And I'm I'm pushing fifty. I I, I am safely on the other side of of the middle right like i'm on the downward slope i'm on the downward side of this and and with that i'm finding out comes a whole lot of stark realities that being a human on this planet in this world in this existence i i either have to deal with and confront and face and accept or I'm going to be lost. And, um, and, and that's basically where I've been sitting for months now. Um, and probably longer, but I've been thinking about it steadily and heavily and constantly. Um, and in this last week, it's, you know, it's, it's manifested more and, and it, it, it's, you know, I, I've really started to have this sense inside me that, that life sucks and then you die. Right. Like that, that, wise ass expression from my childhood i don't i just assume everybody used to hear it used to use it but you know i used to hear it a lot it was you know life sucks and then you die like that was just the kind of bullshit thing parents would say to their kids when kids were bitching about stuff right well life sucks then you die and um for whatever reason it popped back into my <laughs> consciousness these last this last week or so um and not because I have this sense of like my life sucks, but this sense that like it, well, okay. The sense that life in general just kind of sucks. Right. And if you don't agree with that, then you're doing real good, I suppose. But I mean, as taken as a whole, taken on measure, life kind of sucks, right? There's pain and there's, there's the never ending March of time, right? Like no matter how wonderful, things may seem for a bit they always go away and things get worse and eventually you run out of time and your body falls apart and and you are going to die and um <laughs> and that sucks right <laughs> but more like concretely it doesn't really matter wh- what we do like well, all the preparations that we make, all of the the plans that we try to have, you know, all of the, um, I don't know, in the society that I live in, that presumably everyone listening to this lives in, like the, the sense that, you know, if we can accumulate enough wealth and enough, you know, things will be okay, right? Like the, 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 the idea that we can have this abstract thing of money in liquid form and in, I I don't know, investments in stocks and and maybe even in chunks of precious things that other people will give us more of the money for because we all agree that the precious things are worth something. Like anything we can do to try and secure ourselves in some fashion doesn't matter, right? Like the the richest person, the most well coughed and taken care of person, is also going to wind up in the same spot as the poorest poorest person. Right? We're all just going to wind up dead. Um. And, and I don't I don't see that. I mean, that's not a 
I don't feel that as a desperate like sense of like, well, then nothing matters and I should might as well die or, or it doesn't matter what I do with my life. Right. Like that's, again, I, I, I touched on this a few times in the past and I, and I think even in, in the last episode when I was talking about my ideas of faith and, and, and spirituality, right? Like it doesn't matter. And you know, all the preparations in the world aren't going to do anything to stave off the inevitable future where anyone presently listening to this at any point in time, we're all headed down the same path. And I'm guilty of getting agitated by that. I'm guilty of being uh, overwhelmed by the sense of like, oh my God, I only have so much time and I'm not doing enough. I'm not getting enough. I'm not accumulating enough. And, and, and I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm really not. And I've got so many responsibilities that are getting in the way of me living the life that, you know, part of me wishes I was living. And, and it's easy to get agitated by that. It's easy to let my imagination run off down a rabbit hole of like what could have been, what can possibly be, you know, future tripping about what, you know, if I can only, if I could get like these four dominoes to fall in a specific way, then maybe my future will unfold this way and it'll be beautiful because it'll look like this and then I'll, I'll get all the things that I think right now in this moment are going to make me happy. Um, and when I, when I'm capable of like taking a deep breath in that, you know, setting it aside, you know, stepping outside of myself for lack of a better description and thinking on my past and where, what dominoes fell to lead me to where I am today. You know, it, there's a point where what I have today was the most beautiful possibility that I could imagine in the moment sometime in my past. You know, and, and today sitting in this, having walked through whatever amount of time and experiences I've that have carried me from that moment to this, I'm now facing a different set of like desires and wishes and, and hopes and, and fantasies or whatever. Right. And and when I'm I'm pulling myself to the side and thinking about that, I realize it doesn't matter, right? Like it really wouldn't matter what happens, right? Whatever dominoes fall and wherever I land in, in two years and five years and 10 years and 30 years, however long down the line, I'm still going to be there. And my hope, the only thing I can truly hope to have that will, that will be as comforting in that future point of me as, as I am today in comparison to where I was before, right? The only, the only thread, the only little tiny kernel of anything that feels consistent and viable. I'm not even sure what, what word to put here. The only thing that feels like it's going to have a, a kernel of calm and resolve and peace and calm. I said calm twice. Uh, is an ability to be present and implied in that presence is satisfaction, right? Satisfied in the moment, feeling present, being aware of exactly where I am and presumably healthy, right? Like, I mean, physical ailments really, really will wreck that 
or make it extremely difficult to get to. I, I'm, I'm certain that even in the midst of just extreme sickness or even pain, there is still a hope or a kernel deep inside of like just being present is, you know, and maybe in that case, the best that it can be, the best thing that I can hope for, but, but it's still there, right? Like no, no amount of achieving whatever lofty goals I might have had in my past or might have for my future. I know myself well enough. I'm still going to not feel satisfied. I'm still going to feel that like I missed the boat on a couple of things or a handful of things or a thousand things that, and I'm, I'm over here when I meant to be over there. Like I know myself well enough. And, and I feel like this is the kind of thing that ails a lot of us, right? Like, perpetual dissatisfaction, right? And awareness, I mean, maybe what's different or what feels somewhat different in me and something that like I do attribute to my recovery is like, I am aware of what I have, right? I'm not, I'm not fixated on the things I don't have, but I'm also not ignoring them, right? Like there's a difference between being ungrateful for the life that I do have and, and the, the the wonderful gifts and the, and the beautiful things I have. My, I have my health. I have my children's health. I have the, the roof over my head. I, I can provide today. I can provide, you know, in the, in the short term I can provide and, and hopefully that will remain. But right now I have that, you know, I'm, I'm aware, but I'm also aware of the things that I don't have, you know, and, it's not unhealthy. In fact, I feel it's unhealthy to ignore the things that are dragging me down because it's not enough. It's not enough to simply go, well, (laughs) it's not enough to simply go, well, I've got a house, I've got a car, you know, I've got a couple of used cars. I've got the ability to, uh, (laughs) put food on my kid's plate, I'm able to put a little bit of money in their uh, school lunch things, you know, any number of things. I can buy them extra socks. I can buy them the ridiculous sweatshirt because they, they really like it. You know, I can spoil my kids in a way that a lot of people can't. So because I'm capable of doing that in the moment today, I shouldn't complain about things that I don't have. And that's, um, there's, you know, there's a moment where that's useful and there's a moment where that's dangerous because and I, I I talk about this sometimes when it's brought up in, in meetings and whatever, like there's this dismissal of first world problems, right? This dismissal of like, oh, um, I, I don't know what, oh, you can't put, you know, sealant around your windows in your house. Oh, that's some real first world problems, right? Oh, a tree fell in your backyard. Oh, some real first world problems. Oh, you have to fix your fence. Oof. And and that's the intent of that comment is to say, you know, hey, you know, that's still not as bad as it could be, right? And there's a measure of humility that is intended in that and, and should be absorbed when, you know, when I hear it, I, I do. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I, I need to remember the good things in my life and, and be appreciative of the good things that I have. Um, but the flip side of that is... I live in the first world, right? So, and that's that's a glib reply, but my point is, if there's something that is going to disrupt my 
harmony with my life. It's going to make me feel unsettled, feel unbalanced. That is a dangerous thing. And it's, you know, it's, it's no more healthy and no more productive to go, well, I shouldn't be worrying about this because there are, you know, countless other people who have it worse than me. Because that doesn't, I'm not anyone but me. So recognizing that, yeah, my problems aren't the worst problems in the world, that's fine. But they're still my problems, and I still have to address them or else, you know, I'm going to have potentially a big, big problem, right? A big, big, uh, uh, you know, I'm going to, to drink or, or whatever, use. And um, so it's a paradox, right? And, and being like simultaneously aware of all of the wonderful things I have in my life, but also aware that whatever is eating me away at my insides you know, be it selfish desires, be it um, needs not being met that, you know, are beyond the the needs of like food and shelter, like other needs in my life. Um, if, if I'm not addressing those in my life, I'm going to be in trouble. <clears throat> and, and all of this, you know, I don't, I don't, this all just gets kind of whitewashed into this broader idea that, um, you know, literally nothing, nothing, literally nothing matters. Literally none of my concerns, none of my hopes, none of my problems, none of my pains, none of my joys matter in the end. Um, so I don't know how to say this without sounding like I'm like being a lunatic, but that, Okay, it doesn't affect my day-to-day life, right? Like an awareness that everything doesn't matter doesn't change the fact that I don't want to be hungry, doesn't change the fact that I don't want to be cold, I don't want to be without uh, a job, without the ability to, to provide for myself and to provide for my family and to provide comfort. Like I still want to be able to do those things because even though I know that it doesn't matter and I'm going to die and everything that I've done and everything my children do and everything everybody's children's do aren't going to amount to shit in the grand scheme of everything that ever happens on this planet, let alone in the solar system, let alone in the fucking galaxy and so on. I still want to have my little brief time walking through this have meaning at least to me, have some... I, I want to be comfortable. I want to be present and okay. And with that, hope comes, you know, <laughs> I find myself grabbing at these like loose ideas of Buddhism that I'm not even sure why I have them. But like with that comes attachment, right? Like I want, I want, therefore I'm attached to my wants and I don't know that that's necessarily a bad thing. I mean, I, it's only bad insofar as it makes my life difficult. And I guess that's the rub. Um, because as I just kind of walked around in a circle a minute ago, 
I know that my wants are never going to be fully, fully met. I'm always going to want for more. And so part of recovery for me has been being able to be comfortable in with what I have today, right? And that's often reflected as, as gratitude. And, and I try to maintain that. But I'm also try to, I also try to maintain an awareness of my own human condition of always knowing, knowing I'm always going to want more, always knowing that I'm always going to want, like saying I'm going to want more sounds like I'm trying to accumulate things, but there's always going to be more in the future that I'm going to need or want or want in a way that feels like a need. I guess what I'm getting at is that I know I'm never going to be able to shuck that about myself. It's it's ingrained inside of me. Maybe on my deathbed there'll be this like moment where everything feels completely peaceful. I'm like, oh, well, fuck. <laughs> why why did it have to come to this moment before I finally felt this? I don't know. And maybe not. That's the best thing. Maybe maybe it never ever will. Maybe even in that last breath when I'm like, okay, finally the peace. Oh no, I didn't get it. Shit. <laughs> Because you know what? Life sucks. And then you die. <laughs> oh, I don't know wh- what I'm trying to get at there. I, I feel I feel like I'm, I'm dancing around some, some very simple core idea that is like so obvious and it's sitting right in front of me that I can't articulate it properly. Um, and, and part of that feels like the language just we don't, English at least, isn't sufficient to describe this sense that I'm trying to describe. Um, I mean, I guess another way of attempting to describe it, I suppose, is, is, you know, knowing that, knowing that it's not going to matter, right? Like I can, okay, knowing that I can't ever achieve a sense of pure or true calm, like a, of truly feeling accomplished, right? Like I've, I've, I've achieved a handful of things in my life that in the buildup to them, in the initial projection towards them seem like, okay, when I get to this, this is going to feel, uh, you know, settling. I feel settled. And, you know, by the time I get there, I never feel set, settled because there's, there's rarely a time where you can go from step A to step B to step C and all the way down to Z or whatever and not have accumulated tons of other things that are now become burdens that you were unaware of because you hadn't started down that path, right? And I mean, that's part of why sports are so intoxicating for us, right? Because we have a clear objective, a timeline to get there, and once you get there, there's no more baggage. It's just done. You've either achieved or you didn't, right? Like, I, I feel like there's something something in there that, that accounts for games in general, maybe not specifically sports, even just games like that, that sense of accomplishment and achieving a goal, you know, you get some sense of satisfaction there, even if it's just, you know, it's just a game. It's just for fun. But you know, that, that tickles that, that desire inside of us. I I don't know. I don't know why that just was a tangent. Um, But you know, having achieved a handful of things in my life, you know, I, I know that what, 
with that achievement always comes a new sense of a, a new collection of baggage, right? Like there's now there's there's new problems that that I wasn't aware of before or didn't didn't have before because I wasn't in this condition that I'm in today. And you know, carrying that knowledge forward, I'm going to have it again in the future. And with that, like I've already said, the best I can do is try and maintain this sense of presence and being present in this moment today. And through that, try and achieve, mm, not even achieve, try and find a sense of calm. Um, because it's not going to matter if I don't do it or if I do, right? Like I'm going to presumably survive the next 10 minutes. And in those 10 minutes, I can be agitated and distracted by all the things that are making me nuts, the things that I want, the things, the problems that I have, the, the looming debts that I have to deal with, the uh, whatever, the, the the future things that I'm going to do in the next six months, in the next three months, in the next year, like all of these agitations and, and the, the complications and fears that go along with them, they can they can eat me up right now and they can continue to eat me up the more that I think about them. Or I can recognize that worrying about them isn't going to do anything and even if you know worrying about them drives me to behaviors that makes it so I plan properly and and does tick down the line and kick off the right dominoes so that when those times come I am better prepared like any number of rationales for um, worrying versus planning or, or whatever none of it is going to matter because that time is going to come and it's going to pass. And the best I can hope for is that I will be present in that moment and I will do everything that I can to the best of my abilities when the time comes and that I can achieve whatever it is I'm hoping to achieve. I can, I can whatever accomplishment or whatever thing I'm hoping to have happen happens. That's the best scenario. But in the end, it isn't really going to matter. So sitting in that awareness today, in this moment, in this breath, I, I don't know how to put it any better than this, but it brings me a sense of calm. And I, I don't know. I, I don't know if that's nihilism. I don't know if that's some kind of Zen shit. I, all I know is it, it, it helps me through the moments where I'm beginning to get agitated, right? Because that's what I'm describing there is a, the overwhelming agitation that, that gets to me, or it feels overwhelming, I guess. This perpetual feeling of like, well, I don't have what I need. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, I have fear that I'm not going to be able to continue to provide like this. What if I lose my job? What if I lose my health insurance? What if I lose my house? What if I can't pay for gas? What if my kids have to sit on the street or, or whatever, any number of fears that, that really bog me down, right? Like I've successfully put a lot of responsibilities on my shoulders, right? And what if I can't sustain them? What if I don't want to sustain them? What if I'm so fucking tired I just want to lay down and just let it all crumble, right? Like anything could happen. 
but worrying about it never does me any good. <sighs> At least not in, in, in moments like this, right? Like, the future is going to unfold. And my only real hope for the future is to be as calm and as present today in the now. So that when the future comes, I'll have a chance, I'll have the best opportunity to be prepared to handle it. Right? That's that's the way that this has come that that's the way I've come to handle or project handling of this kind of sensation. And maybe it's not obvious out of the gate for, for people who aren't addicts or aren't, aren't, aren't alcoholics, but that is a, a almost perfect analogy to my sense, <clears throat> my, my sense sensibilities when I was actively drinking, right? Like life felt fleeting and short and I was living minute to minute because I couldn't deal with the future and I could barely deal with the now and I felt like the world was always about to implode, right? And as as my drinking got worse, that sensation got worse and my desire to escape from it became more critical and more obsessive and every minute was about, I don't know, it felt like I was juggling every second. I was juggling like the world that I was supposed to be in. I was I was supposed to be this good employee. I was supposed to be this good father. I was supposed to be this good husband. I was supposed to be this good son. And I was supposed to be this good person. I was supposed to be a responsible member of society. Like all of these things was trying to perpetually juggle in my hands. I, was, I wanted to be a funny guy. I wanted to be a, an entertaining person. I wanted to be friends to these people. I wanted to be friends to everyone. I everyone to like me, but I was afraid no, nobody liked me. And, and just Every decision, every minute, like I, I, I want to make sure that I've got a, uh, enough money to get to a holiday. I want to have a holiday with my kids. My kids need to be able to have a holiday, but they need to have clothes under their head, on their on their bodies. And I need to make sure that we can pay for the, the hotel. But what are we going to do for car insurance? Like all of the things, like it was so much overwhelming me and, and I couldn't concentrate on anything. And I kept kicking it down the line. Going, well, this is going to, this will all get better in a couple of years. This will all get better later on. This will all take care of itself later on. And in the meantime, to make sure that I could, I, to, to, to calm that sense of this just constant agitation I would drink I would drink I would fucking drink and the more that I drank the more that I needed that as an escape and that became part of the the noise the cacophony began to include well now how am I gonna, I gotta make sure I've got them I've got to have this sitting in in this in the water bottle in my in my car and I gotta make sure that I've got the the bottle hidden underneath whatever in the garage and I've got a box of wine over here I gotta make sure that I, I gotta make sure I get those empties out of there because I can't. I mean, you know, those people can't see that I've got all these empties in the house, and I gotta make sure that the wine bottle on top of the refrigerator stays at a certain level, and I'll just keep replacing it with this other one. So I better make sure I run to the grocery store so that nobody else. Be, and this will make sure that was my brain, that was my life for for years, and it just escalated and escalated towards the end. And now, with years of recovery under my belt. And a life that recovery absolutely brought me, right? Like the joys and the, the the gifts and the grace that I have in my life today are absolutely a result of my sobriety and my recovery. And because of that, I'm able to now have 
a life in front of me and hopes and aspirations and dreams. And I can still feel that same sense of like, well, but what about the car insurance? And I want to make sure that my kids can get on a holiday and I need to make sure that they, they're being prepared for life as well as they can. And I can't, I can't do anything for them, but I have to do everything for them. And I, and I hopefully I can give them whatever, a brand new pair of shoes and the kid wants a new drums, you know, drumsticks or, or what, just the, when I feel that agitation starting to pop up again, Obviously, I'm aware that that's the same thing, and obviously, I'm aware that that's that kind of frenetic thinking, that chaotic feeling inside of me that's not going to lead anywhere good if I continue to sit in it. It's going to make me fall, right? Like, sitting in that kind of cacophony is not going to work. The word for the day is cacophony, peeps. And I know... Again, back to my binary choice, I can either drink or I can don't not drink. And I know if I don't drink, I have an opportunity to make it through all this, right? Because I already showed myself what happens when I decide to try and use drink to help calm some of that agitation down, man. Maybe it works for a minute, maybe it works for 10 minutes, but eventually it doesn't work and it really doesn't work and then it becomes even worse and becomes a thicker, deeper, more dangerous part of the entire anxiety. And it just puts my ass in the ground. And I don't want that. So what's my alternative? Because I also can't sit in that anxiety and in that constant state of agitation. So my only the only other alternative that I see is tapping into some deeper thread to the universe, you know, that I, I consider my spirituality, right? And that's finding that little kernel that I mentioned before, this little thing that I know is still going to be there tomorrow and the next day and the 10 years down the line and 20 years and anywhere I am as a conscious being, as a conscious person, as this person, Dylan, the only thing that's going to be there is this this ability, this hopeful ability to be present and aware of what's going on, right? Like, I don't, I don't know how else to put it other than that, right? That sounds, it sounds as I'm saying it, like something so useless, but in my heart, it feels full. It's everything, right? Being able to be conscious and present in this very moment, wherever that moment is in the future in my life and in the past even, that is everything. And I feel I'm making a poor line of sight connection between that and this whole sense of like nothing matters and, you know, the world, (laughs) life sucks and then you die. But these are all like different sides of the same little die here, right? Like this is all one thing. Like no matter what my planning, no matter how much overhead and whatever it is, how comfortable I make things or I'm capable of having or or gracefully achieve in my life, no matter how high high is or how low low the lows are, wherever I am, I still just have to be present. It's the best I can truly hope for to be connected to my world, right? And I, and I guess that's it. That's where the, the calm... That's, that's the conduit towards being peaceful and calm in that is an awareness that 
none of this matters, right? Like right now as I'm agitated over any number of things that I've got on my plate right now and in looming over me presently and in the near future, being able to, you know, step back, take a deep breath, let it wash over me, realize, you know what, it ultimately isn't going to matter. It gives me a, a feeling of calm and it enables me to like, like the water's still and I can stick my head up and look around and and feel calm and have a better awareness of what to do next, right? Because paradoxically, I still have to deal with all of the pressures. I still have the responsibility. I still have to do all of these things because I still plan to live this life. You know, it's not, it's not the, the sense and awareness that nothing matters isn't discarding all of those responsibilities it's it's this like ninjutsu or, or jujitsu maneuvering of all of the pressure and flipping it on its head so that it doesn't unsettle me and I can walk through it and I can deal with it you know with as much grace as I'm capable of dealing with it And it's like the ace in the hole is an awareness that in the end, I'm going to die. And yeah, I want this world to be. I want this experiences that I have. I want this, this conscious being that I am, right? I want this to be as, I, I don't know, wonderful as it can. I, I you know... <laughs> Like anybody out there, I don't want pain, I don't want sadness, I don't want, you know, ongoing tragedy. I, I want calm in my life, and I want calm in the lives of the people I love, and honestly, I want calm in everyone's lives. If, if I could figure out some way to stretch it out to everyone, that's what I'd like. And I don't know... I mean, I, I guess I'm I'm just as guilty as everyone in recovery, you know, of having goofy views on life and spirituality, right? Like mine, this is just how mine look. You know, I I, I find comfort in the awareness that nothing I do is going to matter. I find comfort in the awareness that I'm going to die and everything I achieve and everything I hope to achieve will ultimately never amount to anything, right? For me, that's a comforting thought. For me, it provides a direct inroad to my sense of spirituality and gives me calm and in some weird inverse way, gives me purpose in life, right? Because I know nothing is going to matter. I don't have to fear anything, right? And, and obviously I fear tons of things, but I, when I'm capable of achieving this little sense of calm and recognition of exactly where I am in the world and exactly how important I am, I get this awareness that I don't need to fear anything because it doesn't matter. If I fail, it doesn't matter. If I, if the worst thing happens, it still doesn't matter. So that's the freeing aspect. 
And I don't know, you know, I don't know how relatable that is. I, I don't know that there is a lot of people who will hear that and go, you know what, that's, that sounds like my kind of thing. I really want to just live in this sense that the world has no meaning and I'm just one thing just as insignificant as a piece of sand or, or a tiny ant walker. And I really, that makes me feel great. <laughs> I can appreciate that there's something about me that, enables that to be my sense of calm and spirituality. I don't know, man. Because I don't. I don't know where that gets inverted inside of my head or inside of my mind that into becoming a something that, that enabled that being an optimistic thing, right? Like it sounds so dire. It sounds like the kind of thing you'd read in the journal of somebody who just committed suicide. <laughs> like I'm, I'm aware that it sounds dire, but it isn't. It doesn't, it fills me with like a sense of calm. And through that calm is my deepest sense of spirituality. Uh, and I suppose that's, because uh, it is the, for me, the, I want to say purest sense, purest recognition, purest way of, of coming to the awareness that life is what I make of it. And that, you know, it, it, I have the opportunity, I have one opportunity, I have this opportunity to live and experience everything that's going on, everything that I'm conscious of, everything that can possibly be in my awareness. I have one opportunity to experience this, to live my life. And, you know, it, it doesn't matter how grandiose my expectations or hopes might be. It doesn't matter how negative and, and dire my sense of, of impending doom might be or or whatever in between sensation on i don't know the the amplitudes of extrema for life experiences the most dire dire worst life condition and the most grandiose fantastic life conditions like doesn't matter where i will fall in there i'm going to wind up dying i'm going to wind up dead all of the things that i've experienced all the things that have gone through my mind that have registered in my imagination that have I have actually experienced versus wanting to experience all of that will be just lost and so I am free to strive in any given moment to try and do the best that I can to try and have the most fulfilling experiences I can possibly have in this moment and you know, through the proper series of, of embracing this current moment and having a calm mindset, having the, you know, opportunity to experience even better moments in the future. I, I get tongue tied and, and, and awkward trying to describe it, I suppose. Um, because I'm as guilty as anyone else out there of having peculiar, 
senses of my own spirituality, I, for lack of a better way to describe it, right? Like part of part of the twelve steps is defining uh, a higher power for ourselves, and 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 connected to that is is the whole expanse of like if you're defining your own higher power, you're defining your own sense of spirituality for the most part. And the minute anyone tries to do put words to describe that feeling, it always comes out worse. It comes out sounding silly, trivial. It doesn't, doesn't, the words don't do it justice. And I'm as guilty as any wet brained, uh, uh, you know, fresh, fresh off the, off the, off the skid row drunk, trying to explain my sense of spirituality, right? I, I, it's this gooey soft thing that connects me to the universe. And that's as good as I can put it. And I don't have a, a solid explanation, at least solid in, so far as I would want it to be, I don't, I can't articulate in a way that I feel sufficiently expresses why my awareness that nothing in my life ultimately is going to matter. None of the experiences of the people I love is going to matter. I don't know why that seemingly dire sense of nihilism gives me peace and calm and a connection to higher power, a spiritual sense in the way that works for my recovery, in the way that works for my life. I don't have a, what I feel sufficient explanation for why that works. Why instead of causing me to have a, um, you know, pessimistic outlook. It, it, I have an optimistic outlook as a result of this, I don't know, seemingly overwhelming sense of what would arguably be a pessimistic, you know, point of view. Um, and I suppose that's why I get tripped up even on this, uh, even trying to explain it, trying to you know, I'm trying to wrap all of this podcast up, even just in this little simple explanation or simple rambling experience that I'm having right now. And I'm trying to, I guess, put a, you know, summarize this in this podcast and just put a little button at the end here, like wrap all of this up in some kind of tiny little bow that will be relatable to, you know, everyone out there or some of the people out there in a way that, you know, resonates with you. <sighs> despite this feeling like a very difficult thing to, to relate to, I suppose, this um, embracing of what would on paper seem like a very dire worldview and taking it as a positive thing. And, and the, the, the only thing that I seem to be capable of coming to here, the only conclusion that I can come to that, that, I feel is relatable on a broad scale is that fundamentally I feel in my core as a human, as a, as a person walking around on the world, on the planet today, I feel an innate positivity inside me, right? Like I'm, I am at my core optimistic. 
I feel like tomorrow is going to be a better day. I feel like there's always something better around the corner. The possibility for improvement is always there. And I don't know where that comes from, right? That's where I hem and haw because my, my, if everything were, if, if given my druthers, I would, I would want to be able to summarize all of this and provide it in a worldview that is self-contained so that I don't have to rely on some preconceived idea, right? And I don't have that. And at my core, beyond my control, truly beyond anything that I can ever even tap into, I am just this positive person at my core and I've had experiences and I've had chemical imbalances and I've had any number of things that have whittled away at that positivity. But deep, deep down inside is this sense that it's going to be, there's the possibility that it can be better. And beyond that, I feel like we all have that. I feel like we're born into the world with that. We all have this innate interior thing that just says it can be a little bit better. It can always be a little bit better. And, you know, experiences and, and you know, life experiences and, and just our own genetics and biology and all the, you know, upbringing and all the things can work against that and work to positing and work to encourage it. All of those, all of that shit, this mire of far too complicated interactions for us to really understand can lead us one way or another. And we have moments of feeling positive, moments of feeling negative, but deep down, the thing that enables me to have this presumably very dire negative view of life and and what we can do with it and turn that into something that's optimistic is that little thing inside of me that's aware like things can always get a little better and again I'm not comfortable taking it as like at the core, this is who we are, but that's the best I can do right now. And because at my core, I am optimistic, that enables me to live in the moment when I'm, when I'm truly present in the moment and simultaneously, you know, truly present in the moment, hoping to have the most peaceful and calm experiences to be completely present in the moment the understanding that nothing matters that no matter what I do life is going to end and there will be very very little of me if anything remaining past my death and certainly within very short time frame after my death an awareness of that while being simultaneously present in this moment is freeing and it gives a sense of calm and again I, I don't have a, a a more succinct button for it than that just to say that provides a feeling of optimism for me because I, I suppose in that moment of reflection I'm aware I can have this sensation of calm and peacefulness in the next moment if I just remain calm and present, right? Because all of the agitation and the chaos and and just constant, constant, like, grappling, reaching and and grappling to try and have 
you know, what I, what I think is a better experience and, and like get away from what I'm, my fears and all of that stuff is removing myself from being just present. And I, through that, I'm capable of living my best life. I mean, I hate that expression, but that is fundamentally, I feel like where that comes from, right? Like I have the opportunity to live whatever life I can possibly have because, or, or if I am in that calm and present and in the moment. And, and through that, life is what I make of it, right? So I'm not sure if I'm getting that across in a way that is as relatable as I wish it was, but that <laughs> that's as close to a button as I can give you for why my overarching view that life sucks and then you die boils down to something fundamentally positive that enables me to live whatever life, the best life that I possibly can, given the conditions I'm in right now, right? And, and you know, there's the connection to recovery. There's a connection to sobriety, right? Like, before I was able to remove that bullshit from my life, when, when I could not stop, <laughs> when I could not stop drinking, when I could not stop obliterating myself and checking out at all, hours of the day, constantly, constantly trying to remove myself from the moment for fear of all of the things that I felt were overwhelming me and were bogging me down and literally were, but I was also afraid that they were, right? Like that's a subtle distinction. Until I could get that out of the way, I couldn't do what I just described. I couldn't be in present in the moment and calm and reflective and have the opportunity to make my life, you know, make the best out of my life. You know, and it took however many years of actually being sober before I could even step back and see this as an aspect of what's happening to me and, and, and not even an aspect, but fundamentally what is driving my life, regardless of if I'm even aware of it. Because when I do have that sense of grace and connection to the universe, I feel all of this at once. It's not like lining things up on a board and then solving a puzzle. It it all comes together and then sometimes it comes apart a little bit and then it comes together. But it's all just that. It's all just calm and presence. <sighs> so I don't know. I mean I'm I'm entitling I'm titling this episode Life Sucks and Then You Die. Um and it's an ironic title. You know, fundamentally, that sounds negative and it sounds like I'm, <laughs> you know, it sounds like a hopeless message, but it's actually the opposite, right? Like, because nothing we do matters that frees us to have whatever experiences we can possibly have. And fundamentally, at our core, we are trying to have positive experiences, trying to have a positive life. And, you know, negative shit draws us down. Negative shit, you know, pulls us away from that feeling of presence and calm. And so given no 
external influences, if we could have the opportunity to just live, we're going to move forward in positivity. That, that is at my core, how I feel about myself, how I feel about the people in my life, how I feel about everyone that I've ever met, even the people who don't actually live up to that. <laughs> and, um, and I suppose back to last, last week's episode about faith, if, if I had to put a button on faith there, it would be that I have faith that that's true. And that's how I live my life. And bah, anyway, I, I, don't, I don't know if I, all of these topics of spirituality and, and connection and all this stuff, it, it, it's so esoteric, it's difficult to put words to. And, and I think I've said this more than once already, but again, the minute I try and actually verbalize it and, and, and articulate it, it becomes weird and gross and, and mushy and, and kind of soft-minded and eye-rolly and any number of reasons and things to, to just kind of go, yeah, well, what the fuck is this guy talking about? And, and I accept that. But maybe you heard something in there that, that resonates with you. <sighs> and through that resonating, resonating gives you a little bit of, of hope and calm. Right, like that—that's the best, right? I—I'll—I'll I'll beeble on for hours on these audio podcasts, audio podcasts on these digital recordings, and uh, the best I can hope for is getting something that resonates with a listener that makes them feel okay in the moment and and a little bit, you know, safer for lack of a better word. Just even for just the the minute that they heard it, you know, that's that's enough. Um. Yeah, I'm I'm going to go ahead and end this now because I'm I'm really you know, I'm really not even So yeah, I'm going to go ahead and end this now. Uh I um I hope that you have a safe uh New Year's and I will talk at you <laughs> into, the, into the new year and uh, I I really appreciate you for listening and I love any one of you who I love all of you uh, especially those of you who have listened this far. If you didn't listen, you don't know that I, you didn't hear me say that. But, uh, yeah. Thanks again for listening. Enjoy the rest of your day. I'll wake up when I'm sober, which will probably be never. I'll wake up when I'm sober, but I might stay drunk forever. Drop.